0: talking about this idea of pawn which is really kind of settling for less if you've ever seen the show you know pawn stars or hardcore pawn you bring an item in that's worth so much and it's worth 500 but you settle maybe for for 200 and you you get less than what it's worth so what we're talking about in, in church is obviously not selling items but this idea of settling for less in our lives we settle for less in our relationships we settle for less in this idea of dating uh, we settle for less in our grades and, and what we're willing to accomplish, our purpose for our lives. And one of the things that, especially in this generation, I don't think it's necessarily you guys' fault, but this generation, we settle for less in our, in our faith, all right? And so we know that God tells us in John 10.10 10, that he came to, that we would have life and life to the fullest. But yet we don't always live that out, and we kind of settle for less than God's fullest Right, and so we're going to talk about this idea of settling for less in our faith. And what happens is, God or Jesus came and he, he wanted to, to just build this relationship with people. He wanted this, this vibrant, 100% full-on love relationship to happen. But what's happened is, we've kind of pawned that off, what God intended, and we've settled for this idea of religion. Now religion... May confuse a lot of people. It, it tends to get kind of confusing. As a pastor, I kind of hate this idea of religion. Religion isn't what Jesus came on this earth to set up. Jesus came to transform lives and to redeem us. But yet, that's not what we do. We pawn it off. We exchange it for this idea of religion. Religion, see, let me explain this to you. Religion is something that people came up with. It's always funny. I'm, I mean, I'm a pastor, so. It's kind of different when when you have a job and and you're a pastor because people treat you differently. So when I go places, I talk to, um, you know, my family, and I tell them, like, oh, you know, hi, I'm a pastor. And they're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, you're doing good. And they they give some blanket statement on how pastors are important because they do good. I'm like, all right, that was nice of you to say. You know, and and they'll talk. And then they'll they'll ask me, though. They'll say, well, what religion are you? And I'm like, what? I, I, I would think you know what religion I am. So I'm a pastor, so pastors are you know, we we're Christians. And I, I thought that was pretty obvious thing, but t- almost everyone I talk to, it confuses them. And I say, Well, what religion are you? And they say, Well, I'm I'm Baptist or I'm Catholic or I'm Lutheran or I'm this and I'm like, Well, that's not really a different religion. That's that's a different denomination. It's so like, Well, what do you mean? And I'm like, Well, we're all it's all the same. So they're like, oh no, 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 we're not the same. We're different because at my church, you know, we have a we have a priest and in my church. Uh, we're not allowed to wear jeans, and at my church, uh, you know, we, we have stained glass, and it's in a castle, uh, and in my church, it, you know, it's all, and they talk about what they do and how what they do makes their religion up, and, and I'm, I'm telling you that that's not what <laughs> what religion, that's not what Jesus meant. Jesus didn't come to establish this idea of religion, so let me, let me kind of explain what religion is. Many get, people get confused about it, but basically... Religion is a bunch of rules of do's and don'ts. Like, a religion is what people say you should or shouldn't do. That's what religion is. And so the, what happens is we, we get this effort, this... this uh, we want to try to follow these rules, and we start to follow this religion, and it's all about making sure we please God. That's what it becomes. Religion is all about us, nothing to do with God. Religion has everything to do with what we do, what we know... And not what God did. See, Jesus came to show us what what he did. Not what what we know. Not what what we do. But we kind of settle for less. We settle for this idea of religion. And we create this system where where we come to church and we know in our head what the beliefs are. We know how to act. We know how to come in and and check in. And we know how to sit down and participate in worship and bow our heads when we're supposed to pray. and, And throw a dollar in the offering plate. And we know what to do. But yet on the inside, we really don't know what we believe. On the inside, we're totally unsure. And Jesus came to kind of create this movement of life transformation. And we're called to do the same, but religion just swallows all that up. Swallows it up and completely changes that. And what it becomes is all about us trying trying our best, trying to follow the rules, trying to be just good enough to fit this mold so that God would love us, accept us, and forgive us. Has anyone ever been in a, in a situation like that where you felt like you had to follow a bunch of rules in church? Anyone? A couple of you guys. So I remember, I remember uh, growing up, I, I'm a lifer at this church, and being very young, and I went to school in this very building, which is kind of weird, but I've been here a long time. And uh, they, they brought some of us really, I must have been really strong because we were moving stuff, and they took only the strong kids, so I don't really remember all the details, but I got chosen, so whatever okay fine you're like seriously Pastor Matt. but um so we i we go over to church and i I, i'm wearing shorts it must have been a hot day and i remember about to walk in the sanctuary and i was like literally stop like this and i was like i have shorts on am i allowed to go in the sanctuary because isn't that a sin and the guy was like well i mean you're not supposed to wear shorts on sunday you're not allowed to wear shorts but i mean you can come in so we just got to move some stuff i'm like okay, good, but that's, that's kind of what, you know, what, what, what I grew up with, is like, you had to do these certain rules, and look a certain way to be a Christian, and I remember, uh, a, a man, my dad, uh, <laughs> who, who, I, I used to have a mohawk, anyone got a mohawk in here, no mohawks, okay, cool, that's fine, but I had a mohawk, and, uh, it was a legit mohawk, not a full hawk, a mohawk, uh, and I remember him saying to me, like, I would never let any, if I had kids, I'm like, you do, me, uh, <laughs> I would never let them go to a youth group with a youth because I was a youth worker. I was a volunteer. Who, they had youth workers that looked like that. And I was like, like what? Like that? I mean, what does that mean? Like like me? I'm like, that's weird. I, I kind of love Jesus and I would want my kids with people that love Jesus. But all right, if if that's what the rules you think we need to follow, whatever. I'll never forget uh, Aaron Nitz. He's not here, but he tells me the story. He walked into a church and he had a, a, a cap on a hat, which I don't think anyone has a hat in here, which is cool, but... He walked in, he was sitting down, just, we we got a hat, so Carson's got a hat, cool, wear a hat, dude, it's all good, everyone's listening, leave Carson alone, but, so, Aaron's sitting there, legs crossed, just hanging out, and uh, an usher comes up to him and smacks the hat off his head, and says, don't you wear the hat in my church, what? And and you would think, most of these people that made these comments, or kind of set these parameters up of what we were supposed to do at church, you would think they knew it's about the inside. You would think by now that these people would have learned that it's not about following a bunch of rules, but it's about, and, and not following this mold, it's not about religion, it's about what's on the inside. But sadly, this is how our church culture operates here in America. We, we make this huge effort to be, to be good enough, to be spiritual enough, to follow all the rules. And what happens when we, we do that, when we make it about religion, we have to have some way of measuring that, right? I mean, we're not content with just, I think I'm doing good enough, but we wanna measure it. So what do we do? How, well, there's, no, there's no like calculator that says, I'm doing this well in my faith. So we kind of make up our own calculator and we look at other people in church and we look at how they're doing or other people and we measure ourselves based on what they're doing. We get this sense of spiritual pride, Okay. Spiritual pride is this idea that we are better than others. This is what happens when religiousness kind of, we let that set in. And so we look at other people around and we're in church service and we look at how that person prays and we're like, man, I can pray way better than that person. That person's like a stuttering Stanley. They barely made it through that prayer. And I'm, I'm, I'm smooth when I pray and so I am pretty spiritual. And we get to get this sense of spiritual pride in us. We're, we're in worship, and, 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 and Jake's sitting there doing his rock star thing with his cool jacket. Is Jake in here? He looks so cool today. But uh, he, he's up there leading worship, and, and, and we're, we're singing along with him, and we're acting on the outside real spiritual. And, and you think to yourselves, you're looking around like, man, that person's only got like a, you know, a prominent hand. He can't even use his left hand. Right hand is only halfway up. Well, that person's weak. Look at me. I got double hands, open palm, with a sway. And a hallelujah on the side that doesn't even go. Uh, it's not even the, with the words. I mean, I, the words aren't even up there, and I know them because I'm super spiritual. Degree of difficulty in that worship move, like 3.5. I mean, if we were was a worship move Olympics, that one would nail it. It would be awesome. Pfft, look at those people. One hand. I am super spiritual. Yes. Oh, no, what's that person doing? They're doing the knees? They're doing the rocking knees? Oh, that's, that's hardcore. I'm not as spiritual as that person, but... I'm pretty good. Now, no, 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 hear my heart here. I'm not making fun of, I'm, I'm glad that we are in a church where we can express ourselves, and I do believe that our outside expressions should reflect the inside of what's going on. The problem is when we just kind of stay there and we focus in on that outside, and we think all about the outside of what's going on, and we never think of the inside. I going to read to you guys a verse. I think it's on the screen, but again, the slides are all screwed up, so I'm not sure. But if you guys have your Bibles, Luke 18, grab it open it up. I'll give you about nine seconds. Hopefully you can find it. Luke 18. 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. All right, here we go. Luke 18, verse 9. This is Jesus talking to some religiously competent people who thought they knew what they were talking about. It says this, to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray. They went to the gymnasium to listen to Pastor Matt, whatever. All right. One Pharisee and one a tax collector, okay? So the Pharisee was super church guy. I mean, they followed all the rules. That's what they did. They believed if they followed every single rule that the Messiah would come. That's, that's what their, their, their whole deal was. And the tax collector, the tax collector deal, they're like the worst. They come and steal all your money. So you got the thief who steals your money and churchy church guy, all right? So they both go to the temple to pray. It says the Pharisee stood up by himself and prayed. And you, you imagine him just like, look at me, I am awesome, all right? He goes, and he says this, God, I thank you that I'm not like the other people. Robbers, evildoers, or adulterers. Or even this tax collector. He points at the other person. For I, I know it in my head, but I lost my notes. He says, for I, um, I fast twice a week, and I tithe a tenth of everything I get. Ooh, wow, you're so good, Pharisee. You you can tithe and, and fast. Good for you, all right? But Jesus couldn't stand this type of person. He couldn't stand the religious person who followed all the rules because in his heart, he had a bunch of pride. And Jesus stuns the crowd. He goes on to say, but the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but he beat his breast and said, God have mercy on me, a sinner. And then Jesus says, I tell you, this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted jesus is basically saying that we when we think we finally are pleasing god when we finally have it all together when we're finally following all the right rules when we finally have all the sin out of our lives and we're finally doing all the right things that we should be doing that's when we've made it but jesus is saying actually that's when you have it the most wrong that's when you've pawned what i've come to do for this idea of religion matthew 23 25 if you taken notes write that down He says this woe to you teachers of the law and pharisees you hypocrites you clean the outside of the cup and dish, but on the inside, they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You clean the outside of the cup and dish. You make it look really nice. You sparkle it all up so it's gleaming. But on the inside, you are a mess. We kind of settle for an outward religion, so everyone thinks we're doing okay, but the inside, doesn't really matter. It's kind of like this, this pot here. Now my water bottle, the pot. So this is what religion says we are. we got this pot. We, and Jesus is saying, you know what you do, Pharisees? You clean up the outside. You make it look really good. You make it look awesome. But on the inside, it's a mess. The inside, some dirt. There's some filth. It's really gross. But we want to look good. We, we want to make sure that we're presenting our best to God. So you know what we do? We add a bunch of stuff to it. We think if we follow all the rules and we, we, we participate in religion, that's going to make God love us. So we... I get any paint on here. John Nick's gonna kill me, but we, we take some paint, which I didn't stir, that I'm just realizing. I'll make sure I stir it next time. But we take some paint, and we, you know what we do? We add some church attendance. Oh, I got perfect attendance. I've never missed. Ooh, alien blue color. That's pretty. Nice. Yeah, look. Oh. That's right. He won't see that. All right. So we add some church attendance, and we make, our, we make ourselves look better on the outside. Look at me. Perfect attender. Awesome. Then, you know, we, we're, we're, we're good people. I mean, it's a, a little bit to start, but we need a little bit more. So let's get, some, let's get some tithe going. Oh, yeah, when that offering plate gets passed by, ooh, it's still blue. It's supposed to be green. Let's try that again. You guys are with me. And we, and we tithe, and we make, our, we make our pot look really good. And then we we come to United Groups and we you know we we become a member. We join Frontline and we get our little bracelet on there and we wear it like this. And yeah, ten thousand strong. Woo! I'm super spiritual. Look at me on the outside. We go on we go on fifty six road trip and go on the Dune rides and we slap that sticker on there. Yeah, I went on summer trip. We go on the high school summer trip. This is gonna take me forever to get this sticker off. We go to Desperation Conference. It's awesome filling things until I can get this sticker unstuck. It's coming. God, please help me open the sticker. There it is. When we go on the summer trip, bam! Look at our pot now. We got it all together. God, don't you love me because I'm doing all the good things that you want me to do. I'm being religious. I almost knocked that paint all over the place. And that's what we do. We take our our pot and we wash the outside. All the while on the inside is disgusting. That's what's happened. We had, you know, see you at the pool. God, I showed up to see you at the pool and no one else did. And so I am super spiritual. I am awesome. And we put all this beautification on the outside so we let other people see how spiritual we are. But that, see, this is, this is what the definition of religion is. Religion is cleaning up the outside, following all the rules, but the inside really doesn't match up. I want to show you tell you a little story in closing as we, as we begin to close this up. Story of Paul, you guys know who Paul is? Paul was a, a convert to Christianity in the New Testament. He wrote most of the New Testament and he writes this letter to, to the church in Galatia. It's called Galatians, all right? He, let, he writes this letter and it's during the time of the Roman, Roman Emperor Claudius and he writes this letter to the church in Galatia, which is now modern-day Turkey, which you probably didn't know where Galatia is. You probably also don't know where Turkey is, so I don't know why I told you that. But that's okay. It's over in uh, Eastern Europe, kinda somewhere. All right? I hope that's right. You, his, I don't I don't know. Alright, so so we get this story. Paul Paul goes over there and Paul is a missionary, and Paul goes and he, he starts talking to this church in Galatia and he shows up and Galatia is a place that's a Roman province and they worship all kinds of different gods. They worship uh the the, the sun god, and the Justin Bieber god, and all kinds of different things, and one person thought it was funny, so that's cool, and they, some of the people even worship the emperor himself, and Paul shows up on the scene, he he goes, guess what guys, there's not lots of gods, there's one god, and uh, his name is Yahweh, and he, he, he's amazing, and, and he sent his son, Jesus, to this earth, so that he can restore relationship with you and everybody's included. You don't have to be Jewish. You, you, can, you don't have to be Roman. You don't have to be Asian. It doesn't matter. Everyone's included. It's not about following a bunch of rules. It's about understanding what Jesus did. It's about knowing what Jesus did for us. And you accept what Jesus did. And Jesus died. He died so that each and every one of us, our sins could be forgiven. And the Galatians were like, yeah, this is awesome. It's not about us. It's about this guy, Jesus. And so let's just fall in love with Jesus and let's preach Jesus. And the church in Galatia began to grow and people started uh, coming to church and people started, their lives started getting transformed. And it was awesome. And Paul says, you guys got it. I'm glad I came. I I told you everything that you need to know. I'm going to go check out and I'm going to do this again in another city. And I'll check up on you guys. And the letter of Galatians is this idea of he's checking back up with them. And he says this in Galatians 1. Verse 6-7, he says this, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called uh, you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is, no, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. See, see, what happened is, Paul left, and then a bunch of uh, what they call Judaizers came in, and they, they go into the church and say, Okay, you guys are doing good with this whole Jesus thing and being it all about him. And we love that but you're missing something. You can do better, okay? You on your own isn't all that good. You you, you need to follow some extra rules, and they begin to give all these rules and different things to the church, and what they did is they came in, and they came in and they they said, you guys have to be circumcised or you're not a Christian. If you know what that means, good. If you don't, don't worry about it, but that's what they said. Could you imagine a, a church that you showed up, and they were like, hey man, these are the rules, and if you don't follow them, then then Jesus doesn't love you. That's messed up. That's what religion is. Religion says you have to do this, and if you do this, Jesus will accept you. If you follow these rules, if you paint it all nice, and put your tithe and come every week, and wear the bracelet, that's what you need to do. And Paul's writing him and says, Guys, are you kidding me? Are you falling for this junk? Don't settle for this idea of religion. And that's what happens in a lot of our in, our, in our church culture today. We do exactly what happened in the church in Galatia. It's all about Jesus. It's all about what he did for us. But then all of a sudden we, we and maybe some of it's my fault, we preach a message and, and we think, oh, I, well, I have to do this now if I'm going to really follow Christ. I have to do that. I have to be a good person. But that's not what Jesus came to do. That's not what he came to teach. It's not Christ plus anything. It's not Christ plus circumcision or Christ plus tithing or Christ plus coming every week. It's not Christ plus being on front line. It's not Christ plus going to see you at the poor. Christ plus going to summer trip. No, 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 no. It's all about Jesus. And I think there's probably many of you here today that you, you feel a little worn out By this idea of Christianity. You feel out when you feel worn out by coming to youth group. You feel worn out by coming to church. Why? Because in our heads, we're trying to follow our religion. We're trying to follow everything that people are telling us to do. We're trying to try so hard to follow all the rules and make sure the outside looks really good so that when we get to church, on the outside we look real spiritual. But that's not what God wanted. Jesus came so that this would be destroyed, not to be created. Jesus came so this idea of following what man says would be destroyed. You wouldn't have to. It's not about what we do. It's not about what we say, what we think. It's all about God, 100%. And so Jesus comes and he smashes this idea of religion. not what i've intended for you. It's not it. If you find yourself burnt out trying to see you try to keep a pot like that clean, you try to keep the outside clean, impossible. You try to keep your outside impossible. There's no way you can do it. There's no way you could show up every week and be perfect. You ever see a pot they got chips, cracks, junk all over them, you get dirt on them, they're nasty. And what we end up doing, we try to paint over it. We try to keep it clean, keep it all together. But what, you can't do that. That's what religion tells us we're supposed to do. So as we close this morning, I'm wondering if there's anyone here that would say, you know what? I am kind of getting sick of church. I'm kind of getting sick of trying my best to just keep up with religion and what people say I have to do. Anyone like that? Raise your hand. This is what Jesus says. This is what Jesus says to you. Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28, verse 30. It's out of the message. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you will cover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I mean Jesus isn't saying that you can live however you want. He's not saying that churches and policies aren't good, but he's saying that's not what what we try to do is we try to follow those and then God will love us. No, no, no. God loves us and we get to become children of God. We have the privilege of following him. And so if that's you this morning and you say, "Man, I'm just I'm burned out. I can't I can't be perfect. It's not about being perfect. It's not about the outside. It's about the inside. And as we move, move forward, my prayer for that this ministry is that the inside looks good. That we produce students that have a heart that's pure. That has a heart that loves God, that loves Jesus. If that's you this morning, I want to pray for you. We're going to be dismissed. If that's you this morning, would you stand up? You feel burned out on religion? You feel tired of trying to keep the outside clean, would you stand up? Those of you who your hand, it's cool. Don't be, don't be, I, I hope I, I'll, I'll stay, I would stand up. Awesome, awesome. Guys, let me, let me pray with us. Father, we come before you. We know that your words speak truth. We know that you came not to burden us, to keep us always running after and, and trying to be perfect. God, you came so that we would have life in you, that we, we could come to you. It wouldn't matter what people say. It wouldn't matter uh, what, what a, a church says, what the rules we have to follow. It wouldn't matter how much we give. It would matter what our hearts, it would matter what the inside shows. It wouldn't matter how we jump up and down during worship or raise our hands. The inside would matter. Father, I pray that you would give these students rest. Father, they, 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 they've, they've come, they stood up. I pray that each and every one of these students wouldn't feel... Uh, torn down or tired, confused about this idea of religion. Pray that they would smash it. The idea of uh, of religion would be crushed, Father, in the name of Jesus. The idea of this relationship would begin to spring forth in their hearts. Father, begin to show them exactly how much you love them. Father, we know that there's nothing we can do in our lives that will make us love you more. And there's nothing we can do in our lives that will make you love us less, you love each and every one of us an infinite amount. and so Father, I pray that these students that are tired out by religion and this burden would cast away religion and it'll all be about love it'd be about you. Father that as students come in, we wouldn't judge their outside, but that as we accept this idea of who who you want us to be, and what you did on the cross, that we would welcome every single person no matter where they are because the outside doesn't matter. The heart matters. Father, you are an amazing God. We have the privilege of being called sons and daughters. Father, we love you. And we praise you. It's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed. We will see you Wednesday at United Groups.